Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on December 27th of 2023. The scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 8 and verse 25. Also, the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 9. And lastly, the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and verse 1. The sermon is titled, He Remains the Same. I am so very glad that we serve a God that never changes. Even when the world around us may seem to be changing every single day, we can depend on Him being that ever constant in our life. And I pray that this sermon will reach someone that simply needs to be reminded that He remains the same. Thank you for listening. John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 25. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, even the same. Acts 1, verse number 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Notice those words, this same Jesus, uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as He hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said He at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the firstborn into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his ministers, his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hand. They 
shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Chapter 13 and verse 8 of Hebrews, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. So you got it. You see it. I'd like to just preach to you tonight if the Lord would stand by me on He remains the same. My thoughts of late have been a bit concerned, bothered, burdened at so much change that I see. I think that when you countenance our uh, situation of home and community and state and nation and world, we have to accept that there's nothing certain but change. And all change is not good. And, and you know, at times I'm just overwhelmed at how much change has taken place. And I must lament and regretfully say it's not been for the good. And, you know, and it seems like that we're in such a fast-paced world, and it seems like with our endeavor and our pursuit of having things that somehow or another things have moved over to possess us rather than us possessing things. And we live in a world that is just consumed and literally just so engulfed with just having more and more and more until we've bought into that lie that success is much and success is more. But what I want to caution you about tonight is the danger of the change that it makes in you as a person. And I can do this with your amens or without your amens. But when I look at the change that has come into families and I look at the change that has come into churches, and I see the compromise and the complacency and the carnality and the callousness and the coldness and the cynicism that has come into many families and lives, I'm so glad that I've got a book I can go to that tells me I've got a Savior that never changes. I'm glad I got a book that I can go to that assures me that I have a Savior that is always the same. Philosophies change, doctrines change, belief systems are elastic, and it seems like that people can stretch and bend and manipulate and change things that we were once staunch about and things that we were rigid about and things that we were inflexible about and we were not going to move but change has made a lot of people begin to morph and be 
begin to move from where they once were. But I'm glad that my moorings are firm. I'm glad that my faith is bedrock. Amen. I'm glad I got a good hold on that rock of ages and I can stand flat-footed on a Wednesday night and preach to this congregation. He remains the same. He remains the same. He changes not. I, I, I read of a woman that was very, very distraught and just overwhelmed with a perplexing problem in her home. And so she sought counsel of her pastor. And she went to the church and the secretary said, well, he's in his office and I'll see if he has time to see you. And she stepped into his office and, and he said, yeah, give me just a few minutes and I'll, I'll meet with this dear lady. And, and while she sat there waiting, she began to look around there in the secretary's office at some pictures and plaques and things. And, and she... Uh, she saw two words on a plaque. And when she saw those two words, she just set her eyes on them. And she stared at them. And then it seemed like her countenance was uplifted. And a sense of reassurance and rest came upon her face. And about that time, the pastor stepped through the door and said, uh, Can I help you, ma'am? And uh, what, what can I do for you? And she said, That's okay, pastor. She said, I got everything I needed. And he looked at her with question, and, and there on the wall was a plaque, and it had two words, and it's found in Hebrews 1 and 11, Thou remainest. She said, that's all I need. Hallelujah. I'm glad that thou remainest. Everything else may change, but he never changes. He never wanes or waxes or weakens. He's never frail or feeble or frantic. Oh, I hope you're going to help me while I preach. Amen. It, he never wakes up and scratches his head and says, what am I going to do about this? He's on time, in time, every time. He still remains the same. And our sister sang it wonderfully. He's a good God. He is a good God and he is faithful and as I look back over these 12 months and I see how he's met my need how he's been there for me he's been my doctor he's been my lawyer he's been my friend he's been the one that walked with me through the dark night he was with me in that low valley he brought me over the river wide he took care of me he lifted me up when I was low he healed me when I was sick amen he gave me strength when I was weary he stood me up Amen. When my feet were falling, he'd been there by me. I want to preach to you. He remains the same. Yes. Woo. Uh, I wanted to read this little part here in Hebrews 1 concerning our wonderful Savior and then wrap that with John 8 and Acts 1 that just reaffirms that he remains the same. And it doesn't matter who changes or what changes, there are some things that remain the same. Uh, the payment for my liberty remains settled. Amen. That's settled. That don't change. His payment, his payment, amen, for my salvation and your salvation, that has been settled and nothing can change it. 
Hebrews 9 and verse number 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. May I say my sin it has been settled he intervened and forgave my guilt amen he took my sins and he nailed it to the cross amen blotting out my sins he nailed it down on Calvary that day it settled my sins are under the blood he's still the same and there's nothing that can change it it's done it's settled it can't be reversed. No court can reverse it. You ask me why I'm happy, I'll tell you why. My sins are gone. He intervened and forgave my guilt. Hebrews 4 and 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. He intervened and forgave my guilt. He intercedes and furnishes me grace. When I don't have it, he gives it to me. When I'm running low, when I'm needy, he comes right there for me and he gives me grace to help in time of need. I, I, I need it. I, I'm not the only one either. All of us need a little more Jesus. Come on here now. And if you don't realize you need him, you need him more than the rest of us. I need his grace. Amen. If he don't give me grace, I'm going to mess up bad. If he don't give me grace, I'm going to fail the test. If he don't give me grace, I'm going to mess this thing up. I got down on my knees today and heaven hears me. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, don't let me mess up. I said, God, don't let me mess up. Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh God. I said, Lord, don't let me say something I shouldn't say. Don't let me act. I need a little more grace. Amen. The devil would like to try, amen, to cause you to stumble and fall. The devil would like to try, amen, to mess you up. But I got good news for you. There's grace to help. Whoa. I said there's grace to help. Whoa. I feel like shouting. Would you come preach? I said there's grace to help. 
God. I look back over this past, these 12 months, and I see time and time again. Amen. He took care of it. All my guilt gave me grace. Verse number 8 of Hebrews 1. But under the sun, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thy throne, O God, is for how long? A term? Four years? A decade? A century? A millennium? Forever! Thy throne is for ever! And thou hast, verse 8, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Amen. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. You see, the passion of our Lord, of who he is and what he is, he imparts that to us. And He becomes Lord. And His preeminence as Lord remains secure. And whether you accept Him as Lord or not, He's still Lord. It's already settled. His throne is forever. Amen. He's preeminent. He's highest and holy. Whether you own him as Lord or not, uh, he he's still Lord. Come here now. He's not just high. He's most high. He is above all else. The lower down that things are the more perishable they are. The grass is green, but only for a season. The vegetables flourish, but only for a time. And trees are taller, but they last only for a generation. The sequoias, though they last, for decades or maybe even a century, they don't last always. And even the Saharas or the Himalayas or the Adirondacks, those mountains, they will one day fall. Amen. And even the craggy cliffs of the sea, tall that they stand, they're worn by the raging waves of the tempest. Everything that is lower eventually wears away. Yeah, even the heavens, the planets, the stars, our sun will one day dissipate and disappear and go away. But above the grass, 
of the yard and the vegetables of your garden and the trees of the forest and the mountains of the wilderness. Amen. And the stars and the planets. There's the most high and he never changes. Amen. He's always the same. He never changes. His years are without end. He never waxes old. He's never weary. He never wanes. He never grows tired. He never is feeble. He never has a bad case of nerves. He's God and he's God all by himself. He's God whether you worship him or not. Nothing about you changes him. Nothing about this world changes him. Nothing about what's happening on this planet changes him. He's God. He remains the same. Amen. His payment for my liberty remains settled. His preeminence as Lord remains secure. Let me give you one more. His presence in my life remains sure. His promise is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He remains the same. I've had people make promises. They lied. You know, you lie, you fry. I hope they invest in a fire extinguisher. Because where they're going, they're going to need one. They lied. They told me, they said, you can depend on me. I got you back. I'll never let you down. They lied. But I got good news. He never left me. Amen. You see, I go to him, and it don't matter if I'm rich or poor. It don't matter if I'm well or sick. It don't matter if I'm happy or sad. He loved me yesterday just like he loved me today. And he's going to love me tomorrow just like he loved me today. Amen. I am nothing better and nothing worse. Amen. Come on here now. Come on here now. Nothing changes. Amen. No matter how bad it gets in the world, I'm no worse. No matter how good it gets in the world, I'm no better. Amen. The only thing that I have of hope, the only thing I have of assurance, amen, is that I am Him, in Him. All my prospects and promises and potentialities may be blighted. All my hopes may be blasted. All my joy may be withered but I've got something that remains the same I've got something that always remains let me tell you his name could I tell you would you like to know his name do you know his name his name is Jesus his name is Jesus and he remains the same he's always he's always the same you ought to love him tonight His presence in my life 
remain sure. How constant has been His promise. Uh, Paul said, I'm in the fourth chapter of his second letter to Timothy. Paul said, at my first answer, nobody stood with me. He said, all men forsook me. He said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood by me. <coughs> my beautiful wife, she gave me this pen. It's got my name on it. Shad L. Shad Lee McDonald. I'm named after my great-grandmother. Her name was Vera Lee. I'm named after my granny. You see that beautiful pen? You know why that pen is there? Suspended between the ceiling and the floor? Because of the power that surrounds it. If the power that surrounds it relaxes its grip, it falls flat. The only thing that keeps it where it's at is because it is suspended by a greater power than gravity. Gravity says it's going to fall, but the power that holds it keeps it aloft and secure. It's, it's secured by a greater power. You know why I'm standing up? You know why I didn't fall? I was held up by a greater power. Amen. When the winds assailed and when hell beats hard and it seems like doubt is going to swamp my soul and it seems like hell is going to have a heyday and the enemy is going to laugh at my failure, he helped me up. He helped me up. Amen. I'm preaching on. It's a hold up. I said it's a hold up. I can't, I can't do nothing but stand because he is a holding me up. I can't do nothing but stand because he is a holding me up. Somebody ought to get your worship on. He's a holding me up. His presence in my life remains sure. His constant presence has been with me. How constant has been His presence. How complete has been His provision. 22nd chapter of Luke, verse number 35. Jesus said, when I sent you out and you didn't have a purse and you didn't have script, he said, lacked ye anything? And they said, nothing. Did you lack anything? And he said, and they answered, nothing. I wanted to know what that word nothing meant. The Greek dictionary says nothing. Not even 
One. They didn't like even one thing. Then it said, never none. Never, no, not, none, ever at all. Woo! When I look back over my life, woo, what have I lacked? Nothing. I read the obituary today of a lady who was a 101 when she died. Uh, her name was Dorothy Lee. Her husband's name was Nolan Lee. They were missionaries to two countries in Africa. And she passed at 101. Her husband had died some years previous. And they spent 65 years together in the ministry. And Dorothy Lee one time told of how that when they were on the mission field, they literally did not have any food at all in the house. And Dorothy Lee said that uh, she took her Bible and put it on the floor and she took her shoes off and very reverently and carefully she placed her foot on that Bible and she prayed and she said, Lord, I'm just standing on your word. Not irreverently, but very carefully. She placed her foot there and she said, Lord, I'm going to stand on your word. About that time her prayer was interrupted. There was a knock at the door. She opened the door. No one was there. But on the porch were sacks of groceries. It'll do to stand on his word. Oh, hallelujah. Well, here we are. We've come to the end of this year. A lot of changes. But there's something wonderful. He never changes. I went and talked to my banker today. I didn't ask him for nothing. I just went to thank him for all the things he's done. The way I reach my banker is I get my knees on the floor and I bury my head in that chair and I wait and the door don't open but I feel him when he comes in the room. And so today I told my banker, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for every need you've met. Here some time ago, I said something to the boss lady. And I, and I said, what are we going to do? She said, well, I guess we're going to do what we've always done. For years now, the Lord had dealt with us to do a certain thing. About this time of year, we've done it for years. And it's quite a bit of money. But nevertheless, I said, put it in the mail. And we sent it off. Brother, within three days, somebody handed me ten times what the Lord had dealt with me to mail out. You can't outgive God. If you could ever tap into the secret of giving, 
if you could understand that God's got a storehouse, amen, and all he's waiting is to find an open window, amen, and he'll open his window and pour it right in your, oh, come on here now. And I want to challenge you in this upcoming year to invest more in the kingdom than you ever have. Give more to the work of God. Give more to the ministry. Amen. When you feel that nudge, when you feel that push of the spirit, reach for that pocket and get it out and give it. And you'll understand that God is a God that is bountiful and a God that's got plenty. And he'll bless you if you'll learn to obey him. Stay with me all over the house. <coughs> Heads are bowed. Father, thank you for this wonderful congregation. Thank you for the privilege to preach the word of God to these precious people. Thank you, Lord, that in the midst of a world that's changing, you remain the same. Keep us, Lord. God, keep us humble. Oh, God. Keep us contrite. Keep us submissive. Surrendered. Keep us, God. Your head's bowed. Your eyes are closed. Well, there it is. Hot off the press. My heart to yours. I, I wish that things were not as they are but being things are as they are you're going to have to make up your mind are you going to get bitter cynical cold sour hold a grudge or rather you're going to fall into his hands and say Lord I'm going to trust you that never changes altar's open you know where you need to be